Welcome to Educated Messes, a podcast to help you sift through the bullshit around work, well-being, and relationships. We'll ask questions, seek answers, and share experiences to help you navigate the messier parts of life. Because trial and error is a lot easier when we do it for you. Hi, I'm Kelsey. I'm Kyla, and we're back. (laughs) It's been a little while. It has. We went on a hiatus, as some of you may have noticed. I think our last episode was April. Is that right? April of 2021? April. I think it's been about nine months. We didn't have secret babies or anything, but (laughs) we could have. I mean, I I got a a Hudson. I got a puppy. That's true. So much has happened. A lot has happened. And we really missed this whole thing. And so we're excited to be back. And my voice cracked when I said that. <laughs> I'm nervous. <laughs> we're a bit rusty. But no, we're excited to be doing this again. It's been a while and we are really grateful for those of you that have reached out to us and have continued to listen to episodes and have asked us where where we went. <laughs> we love you. Thank you. We're all good. We just, I think, hit a bit of a wall with you know, not feeling like we had a lot of maybe value to add to the zeitgeist at the time. (laughs) Yeah, I think that feels right. Uh, Yeah, lots was going on, a lot of big life changes. Mm -hmm. And I personally didn't really feel like I was ready to talk about it. And I don't know if I am, but I just remember thinking a lot of the time that I just didn't have anything to say. And I think sometimes mm-hmm. it's okay to not say anything, you know? Yeah. Agreed. We went into a, a you know, a hibernation of sorts. Mm-hmm. And I think that we feel really excited now to, you know, we've listened back to a few of our episodes and kind of gotten a sense of where we were at when we left off and are excited to share, you know, some updates about us and also... Mm-hmm. To start learning new things together again or revisiting old things that we haven't quite learned. (laughs) Yeah. Interesting. It's all very interesting. Still leaning on that word. (laughs) It's all interesting. Okay. So what are we going to do today? We have some some little prompts um, to kind of guide us. Uh, And this is kind of a New Year episode. But yeah, mostly like we're back. Hi. Sorry for disappearing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we have some sort of classic New Year's prompts, but we're hoping that, you know, we'll reflect on them and we're hoping that you'll do the same. Maybe journaling or if you've already done this, that's amazing. But I know that one tool that we'll both speak to a lot is journaling and something that has become quite uh, an important piece of our lives. And so I'm sure we'll talk about that more. But if you are hearing these questions and you're wanting to to reflect on them as well, I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, cool. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready as I'll ever be. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what is the most important lesson that you learned in the last year? Oh my God, we're just starting off. (laughs) (laughs) Just in the deep end. (laughs) And I have to go first? (laughs) Oh yeah, of course. Okay, the most important lesson I think I've learned in the past year is how to trust myself. Mm. I think I'm still working on it, but Mm -hmm. yeah, trusting that I have got my back uh, and that I'm capable of doing hard things 
Mm -hmm. definitely still learning how to do that and self-compassion which is so funny because I think that was the last episode we tried to record when we ended Mm -hmm. up recording the burnout one and now I kind of feel more equipped to talk about self-compassion so that's good Mm. that feels like growth (laughs) no kidding I think that's amazing you can teach me what you've learned about self-compassion because I'll do my best (laughs) the mind still be rough (laughs) (laughs) most important lesson I learned this year I think that's hard. I would say that one of my takeaways actually came at the end of the year. And it's something that I've continued to sort of implement these days. But during like the depths of, you know, being at home and not having regular life and all of these things, I found that, and I've talked about this before on here too, but I found that my like number one vice was just to like scroll like incessantly and definitely a form of sort of escaping but not escaping it's a terrible thing to do (laughs) it doesn't let you escape at all (laughs) and so something that I did near the end of the year was take some time off of social media and my commitment going forward is to spend my weekends off of social media so on Saturday and Sunday I just delete the apps from my phone entirely and I Because I have to, by the way. I think that (laughs) people think you might just not open them, but it's such a knee-jerk reaction when you're touching your phone. Yeah, Yeah. it is. Sometimes I'll be like, how did I get to Instagram? (laughs) Um, And I think for me, the lessons have been within that about like how important eye contact is and being engaged with the people you're sitting across from and connecting with people in person and so much of that like nuance and – real connection gets lost. And I think we think that these apps are making us more connected. And I would sort of argue, and I'm sure a lot of people would, that they're doing the opposite. And so for me, that's been massively helpful in reducing my stress. And it also just acts as this like clear entrance and exit from the week. Like when I exit the Mm, week. A ritual. Yeah, it is. And then when I re-enter, it's there. And I think I I was really nervous to do this because I felt like I'd be missing out. Like I thought I'd Mm. miss things. And the Mm -hmm. most hilarious part about that is, is that because stories expire, by the time I come back on Monday, I have no idea what I've missed. (laughs) And I'm just blissfully unaware. Like it's, it's a wonderful thing for me. And so for me, my lesson has just been removing myself from that space even on like on a weekday, if I hit my capacity by 11 a.m., I just delete the apps because yeah. I guess this is boundaries. Like I just needed to set firm boundaries mm-hmm. there and mm-hmm. that's been been really helpful for me. You know, it's kind of interesting. I don't know if you have <laughs> gone back and listened to any of the episodes. I have a hard time doing it, but have been just to kind of like mm-hmm. see if I have any feedback for us. But in the New Year's one we did last year, mm-hmm. we kind of were talking about similar things. And something that you said that I really liked was basically – so this would have been your reflection on 2020. I'm nervous. Just, <laughs> no, it was amazing. It was basically that like people are the whole point. Like connection is the mm-hmm. whole point and like ha- being around people that you love. And I think that mm-hmm. I've kind of taken that into the past year or I took that into the past year and it's like it's changed my life. Like mm-hmm. I have always been so obsessed with my friends and the people that I love and I've been putting so much effort into spending time with people in person. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. Like, it's been the most healing Mm -hmm. thing I could have possibly done. We love community on here, if you're new. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. I definitely agree. I actually read a book 
and I'm sort of rereading it right now, but it's called 24-6. And essentially her what she does is she takes one day a week off of all screens, like no TV, no nothing, which I think is great. I think you need to form these habits so they work best for you. I don't have an addiction to my email or <laughs> Netflix. It's It solely exists within social media. So for me, that's what makes sense is two days off. But she talks a lot about um, you know the importance of looking up and We've talked about this, I think, a while ago about – I think we were talking about joy or something, but all these, like, tiny interactions that we have, whether it's with the barista or Mm -hmm. you're walking down the street and you pass someone when you're walking your dog or whatever it is, like, all these, like, tiny interactions that actually make up your existence and how we're always looking down and we always have Mm -hmm. headphones in and – we're missing them and for nothing like these it's not like we're supplementing it with more joy like these apps Mm -hmm. are not joyful anyone who told me that these apps bring them increased joy I would be very suspicious (laughs) (laughs) so I think that that was really eye-opening to me too is like oh you're actually like you're sitting across from the person that you love at dinner and why are you looking at your phone like I'm talking to myself like these were just things where I was like you're choosing something in place of something that's much more important, much more joyful, all of those things. So yeah, that one actually, um, we talk about that in our, I think it's, why is it so hard to make new friends episodes? Oh, okay. That plug. Yes. What are you the most proud of this year? Oh my God. Give me a list. Be your own (laughs) biggest hype person. Okay. You know what? I'm really proud of how (laughs) I uh, navigated a lot of the really hard stuff that I went through this past year. I think I stayed really true to my values and uh, it was really hard, (laughs) but (laughs) I'm super proud of that. Like I I wouldn't change the way I dealt Uh with a lot of the things that I dealt with um, because I think I did it with compassion and patience and Mm-hmm. boundaries and yeah and I I feel like I'm coming out the other side uh and there's a lot of joy in my future I hope so mm-hmm. I'm proud of that I'm proud <laughs> of that stuff. for you too <laughs> Thank I you. totally agree with you and don't you think that's sort of like the cornerstone of resilience is to be able to <sighs> not only move through it with you know, intention and mindfulness, but also to do it in a way that is like in sync with who you are. Yeah. I think that's it huge. It is not easy. I just want to no, make that like, oh my God. It's way easier to do it wrong. Holy. I was like, I don't, I don't want to be resilient anymore. I don't want to be patient. I don't want to be kind. Yeah. Like there's so many moments where I was like, why am I doing this? Uh, mm-hmm. But I think it was worth it. Yes. Uh, what about you? Um, Most proud of. I made a lot of big COVID decisions this Mm. year, (laughs) like aggressive, like I'm the textbook person that did all of the things that everyone says, you know, like all the trends I participated in. (laughs) Like I moved out of a big city. I left Vancouver. I'm not going back. (laughs) Yes, you did too. (laughs) I got a dog. I got a dog, which is, you know, textbook. I got a new job. Which nice. was, I think, for me, probably proudest moment. Yeah. It's it's 
truly wild how much you, because you do something every day for a long time, you think that that's normal. And my old job was not normal. And I see that now. And I am so grateful to not be there anymore and so grateful to you know, have a new experience and be learning new things and be exploring a new career path that I am able to set some boundaries and have some more balance. And I hope that everyone can find that. And I'm not saying that it's perfect. It never is. But it's just sometimes it's really bad and we need to help each other recognize that. (laughs) So I think proudest for me is just I left a lot of things that were no longer serving me, whether that was, you know, the city or the the lifestyle, I would say, in pursuit of things that are more aligned with who I am. I'm starting to go to school and things like that. So I'm really excited and proud that I made some ripped off some yeah. big band-aids <laughs> yeah. so exciting oh my um, god we like the amount of things we've both been through, like i, know, I don't even like we don't even need to get into it but i, I don't know about no. you i feel like a different person than even when we yeah. posted our last episode in good ways me too mostly yeah i mean cool. life was very different a year ago that's pretty wild <sighs> yeah okay next one Okay, this is such a good segue. You just said this, but how are you different than a year ago? Oh my God, I love segues. Okay. Oh God. (laughs) I'm sweating during this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I feel different in almost every way, but you know what's interesting? Okay. As I've been listening to our past episodes, because I feel so Mm -hmm. different. I feel like everything has changed. I actually still agree with a lot of the stuff that we were saying and feeling. So I think at my core, it's nice to know that like there's some consistency, but I feel (laughs) way more, mm, I don't know if self-sufficient is the word I'm looking for, but I feel, yeah, like I I grounded and that I Mm -hmm. trust myself. Like that's, I think the biggest change that I've gone through and I think, too, probably learning how to actually feel my feelings. Um, mm-hmm. That's one thing that I listened back and I kind of noticed that I was still kind of like intellectualizing my feelings. Mm-hmm. And I had gotten to the step where I could like put a name to what I was feeling. But I don't think I really knew how to like get in my body and like feel things and, and move that through. Mm-hmm. Uh which has been huge for me. Oh, God, so much crying, but in a good way. (laughs) Well, no, (laughs) we've released it. (laughs) You don't need to put a positive spin on it. (laughs) Crying excessively, but, you know, good crying. (laughs) Devastating, but good. (laughs) I mean, like, healthy. It was healthy. (laughs) Yes, cathartic. (laughs) I hear you. Um, Well, that's amazing. Um, How am I different than a year ago? I mean, in some some ways, good things have happened, but I also would say <laughs> I noticed at the end of this year that I was becoming a bit hardened, if that's the right word. Mm, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was Cynical. losing. Yeah, my optimism was like mm. we've we've had a nice two years, and now we're gone. We're leaving you, <laughs> and I was just so sad. And I think mm. that that's normal. It's like starting to feel that sort of languishing stage of all of this 
constant stuff. So yeah, I would say, you know, I there has been a lot of good growth and I'm excited about the future. And I, I am still optimistic, of course, but I did worry a bit throughout the year where I felt myself, yeah, being a bit more cynical or a bit less positive. And I think that's, again, normal. But I think in, you know, a lot of lifestyle ways, my life is different. But I agree, you know, at the core of who I am, I don't feel like it's changed a ton. I do feel like I definitely agree with the feeling your feelings thing. That's something that I'm currently working on because sometimes I think uh, – when I reached that state where I was starting to feel pessimistic, I think maybe what was happening is I was probably like toxic positivity ing mm-hmm. myself for mm-hmm. uh, 18 months or so. <laughs> and then eventually it's just like, um, we got to feel some of this stuff. We yeah, got to feel yeah, through yeah. it a bit because it's some of it just doesn't have a positive spin at all. And some of it's just really hard. And yeah. I actually – I just watched Inside Out at request of someone who who told me I needed to see it. But I'm sure people have seen this movie. It's not not new. But just a good reminder for me, and I encourage if you haven't seen it, it's lovely. It's animated. And it's sort of the premise that, you know, and I do this a lot where I don't really like the idea of being sad. It seems like mm-hmm. not very much fun to me. <laughs> yeah. Which makes sense. And so I think I tend to hang on to you know, happy feelings and happiness and high energy and all of that. And this movie is really about how, you know, core memories and important parts of us are often a mixture of emotions. Emotions are complex. And Mm -hmm. I actually think that at the new year, there is like such, I don't know if this is just me, but there's such pressure to decide whether last year was good or bad like is that just me no we literally talked about this in our last new year's one too (laughs) we're so consistent (laughs) yes we try and reduce it to being like yep that was a good year or like no Mm -hmm. that sucked and I think Mm -hmm. I do this and it it's really like reduces your experience to being one or the other when it never is obviously like there's moments of joy in hard times and there's moments of sadness in good times. So yeah. I think I'm trying, I'm starting to learn that. I'm starting to to work on that. Yeah. But that to me is sort of a work in progress that Ooh. I think always gets triggered at the new year because I'm always like, was last year good? I'm like, yeah. I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> I know that's, I feel the same way. Like last year had some of the hardest moments I've Mm -hmm. experienced in a really long time and also some of the most beautiful like some of my Mm -hmm. most favorite moments of the past years and years and years so yeah yeah complex I guess would be the word I would use to describe 2021 multicolored marbles as per (laughs) inside out (laughs) um that wasn't really I guess I didn't learn much but I'm a work in progress folks okay next one okay this is a good one uh, what were the most useful resources you had or used? Ooh. Okay. Uh, I had some notes I wrote down about this. Bring up um, the list, Kyla. I'm ready. <laughs> if you've been here for a while, you know that we love therapy. Uh, I think that one thing that I would maybe revise from how I personally have spoken about it in the past is like just putting a little bit more emphasis on the fact that it is, one, not accessible to everybody, two, mm-hmm. doesn't work for everybody, for a lot of different reasons like it might just not Mm -hmm. be for everybody but what I 
want to make a point of and how therapy helps me is putting dedicated time into feeling mm-hmm. and processing emotions and life events uh, is important. And I think it's important to have a practice where you can do that. And there were a lot of kind of self-directed ways that I, I did this in the past year as well as going to therapy. Maybe we can post links to these things. But I found this one YouTube course where it's this woman who she practices a bunch of different types of therapy, but she has like a 30 video course for free on Mm. how to process feelings. And it was like so helpful to get me through some like Mm. really dark times. Um, And it's free. Mm -hmm. And I love that. There was a podcast I really liked um, called The Healing Feelings Shit Show, (laughs) which the gal on it I just think is so cool. Uh, And she talks a lot about how to move feelings through your body. It's kind of the theme for me this past year. Um, Mm -hmm. I wrote crying so much. (laughs) (laughs) One thing I noticed that happened a lot in the past, or I had to learn this lesson in the past year, was that it's important to feel your feelings, but don't get stuck mm-hmm. there. Uh, yeah. And I didn't really know what the step was after feeling sad. Right. So I learned that, which was helpful. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there's so many different things, but mm-hmm. learning about DBT, uh, dialectical behavior therapy has been helpful. Uh, journaling, meditating, all the all the classics. I don't know. I could go on and on, but can you elaborate, or maybe this is a whole different episode, but on how you do move out of the, the sticky spot? I honestly like. I want to try and get her on the show because I love the way she talks about it. Okay, but it's kind of things we've talked about in the past of kind of metabolizing your feelings. I think is mm. maybe a way that is helpful to understand it but yeah kind of just the step of like you have to actually physically feel the sensations in your body Mm -hmm. and allow them Mm -hmm. to express themselves before you can move on and address them Mm -hmm. and that I think was a step that I was missing and and sometimes that just is like if you're sad you need to cry if you're angry you need to like yell or something (laughs) 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 I don't know (laughs) but yeah basically like feeling and expressing yeah I've had to do that before too where it's like you'll discuss a certain topic and then you'll literally say out loud what you're feeling so you'll be like my hands are sweaty I mean I literally Mm. just told everyone I was sweating so I can tell you how (laughs) I feel right now or like you know I you know I feel hot in my face or I feel tears welling in my eyes or whatever it was but I Mm. found that to be it's so uncomfortable to do because you're just like I don't know stop asking me (laughs) what feels what but then slowly you're like I guess you know, my face does start, like is starting to feel flushed. I am starting to feel warmer and like those types of things. And so even drawing attention to them, I think sometimes is helpful to notice what's happening there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that something I have learned in the past, I won't go too far into this. I could go on a whole tangent, but is that uh, disconnecting from your body is a coping mechanism that uh, some people learn. And that like, it makes sense. Our brains are just trying to protect yeah. us, but kind of teaching your brain that your body is a safe place to be in and reprogramming the way you think about your emotions and and mm-hmm. th- like there's no good or bad feelings. There may be uncomfortable feelings. Oh my God, are there ever uncomfortable feelings? <laughs> but yeah, kind of changing. That's what I've been working on is changing my relationship to feelings. Uh, mm-hmm. It's been very uh, interesting and hard. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay, my resources. I mean, I have tried 
every year to get into journaling. And this October, I finally did it. So I'm in the practice of doing morning pages. And, you know, everyone, sometimes they don't happen in the morning (laughs) because (laughs) I forget or I start work right away or whatever it is. But I really do try and do it in the morning because I find that that's the best time for me. And I try and do three pages of just like mind dump onto paper. And sometimes it's terrible. Sometimes I'm literally writing in my journal, like, how am I only on the second page of this? Because it's Mm -hmm. just you. It's just the way it is. But it's a practice. And I found it to be really, really helpful to just have something that is consistent, that Mm -hmm. is just me taking a moment to slow down and think about where I'm at, what's happening that day, what happened yesterday, how I'm feeling, all of that. And I don't reread it or you know, obsess over what I'm writing. I just, it can be like a weather report. For me, it doesn't matter. It's just about taking that time. So for me, that was huge. And I'm hoping to continue with that. And other resources, I would say I definitely leaned into more quality time with people. I have spent a lot of time with my family over the last year because we moved out of Vancouver and we've been sort of floating. And so that's been really special, like sitting down and eating dinner with people and like just talking to them. <laughs> it's so easy nice. to not do that. And I'm, yeah. I apologize if you've been alone for a lot of COVID because I'm sure that's not nice to hear. But I, you know, I've done both and it's been nice over the past few months to be with people. I mean, grass is always greener, right? I was just talking to someone today about I'm like, what is alone? Have not have not seen her in a while. But I'm grateful at the same time. And so that's been big. And walking, I am obviously I got a dog this year, so obviously I've increased my <laughs> steps. Um, but I was actually just listening to something about it was a podcast and I can link to it. I can't remember the guy's name right now, but wait, was this was the about- armchair expert one? Right, where he talks about, about how your eyes movement? move from left to right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we'll link it. But apparently when you're walking – now I made it so we have to fact check this. I've ruined Oops. it. That's okay. Um, but when you're walking, your eyes naturally move from left to right because you're like surveying you the ground, it. obviously. <laughs> and so you're keeping track of your whereabouts and you're walking. It's just a natural thing. But – there's something about that eye movement, and I think they use a similar concept when they do like a rapid eye mo- or no, what's it called? EMDR. EMDR, like mm-hmm. eye movement, whatever. <laughs> the I don't know what it stands for. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just blowing this. Um, <laughs> but the point is, is that when your eyes are doing that, it's actually like regulating you in a way where it's like calming you down. And slowing your train of thought and all of these things. And you can't be looking at your phone on your walk for to experience these benefits. So you have to just be like walking. What a yeah. concept. Just yeah. do one I thing. I think it was time. talking about how it – I don't know if it's just helpful for fear, but it was helpful mm. because it's like the – brain and body are feeling like you're you're moving away from danger or like ah, you know yes. something like that it's like we'll an evolutionary thing yeah, <laughs> yeah we will. interesting um so yeah walking has been big for me and speaking on the sort of quality time with people and I was joking about not being alone I actually have tried to carve out moments of solitude because mm. in the beginning you know you're like for for me I was 
sort of in an apartment mm-hmm. with another person and so you don't have much alone time because now you're working together all these things and now that we've been floating from house to house lots of family and that's beautiful and I'm grateful and also I'm definitely someone who recharges when I like have a minute to myself so whether that's just like going driving to get a coffee if it just means sort of like getting out and having a moment or journaling or you know, just removing myself and taking some time. So those have been some tools that I've been using. I should probably do that. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard. Obviously, it's like easier for some people than others. If you have kids, I'm like, I can't even imagine. I My dog is like always an inch and a half behind me. So I'm like (laughs) never actually alone, but. (laughs) Yeah, my dog likes my parents better now. So that's That's rough. (laughs) No loyalty. (laughs) (laughs) Jump ship immediately (laughs) okay last one okay what energized you and what drained you over the last year this one is interesting because it's something that I do every night before bed actually I do for the day like what energized me and what drained me and I got Mm -hmm. that from somewhere I don't remember where sorry Mm -hmm. but for the year what energized me and what drained me I would say energized me was time with people that I love and I guess maybe this would also be a a change I've seen in myself as I'm prioritizing fun and joy a lot more now and making sure to set time aside for it and plan for it in advance. It's been huge. So that's been energizing me. (laughs) What drained me was just uh, honestly uh, moving four times in the past uh, two years it's been a little tiring oh my (laughs) Um, god I would so yeah I guess like the amount of change has been tiring but I wouldn't I wouldn't change the fact that it's happened uh Mm because I feel very close. You wouldn't change the change. I wouldn't change the change uh, because I I feel so (laughs) close to just like a very beautiful intentional life that I have been moving towards Mm -hmm. so that's nice. Cute. But I'm tired. <laughs> I would like to take yeah. a rest now, please. <laughs> oh, what about you? I, what energized me? Well, I... It's <laughs> a great question. I think what energized me was moving in the direction of big goals of mine. Mm. Like I... And I don't mean that in like a goal... Like uh, the word goal. (laughs) (laughs) I've just heard too much of it in the last two weeks. Fair enough. But sort of what you're saying, like moving towards a life that feels better to me. And that's not, it's not like some fancier, like it's not like that. It's just more alignment with who I am and more, you know, questioning of what is working for me, what isn't working Mm -hmm. for me. And being more comfortable with that, I think that I I would have thought that I was better at setting boundaries than I am. I think I was uh, tricking myself a bit. <laughs> and I think that this year I did take inventory of things that were sort of damaging to me and my well-being, whether that was, mm-hmm. you know, work or activities or people or whatever it was. And I think that's really hard, but I am now feeling like I'm filling my days with more things that actually do energize me than drain me. I think I have 
some like I have an attachment to stick-to-itiveness or like mm. loyalty in a way that sometimes gets in my way. And I'm trying to better understand when things have run their course and mm. you need to move forward. And so that wasn't a very good answer to that question. But I guess the things that drain me, I'm taking an active inventory yeah. on and trying to to at least fill my days with less of those things and yeah. Yeah. Uh, energized by – you know, this future that I'm starting to see for myself that I didn't see before that's, you know, moving to a new place and hopefully going back to school and doing something, you know, that I'm really passionate about. So, yes, that's that's my recap. I think something cool that I'm noticing as we're talking through this is, and I mean, I'll speak for myself, a big mindset shift that I've had is I think I've gotten a lot more curious and Mm. like trying to remind myself to stay in a beginner's mindset. And when things feel Mm -hmm. tricky, getting like asking why and then getting more creative about how we might meet our needs, basically, because I would not have chosen (laughs) me at the beginning of 2021 would not have chosen the path of of the year. But I I'm better for it and I feel mm-hmm. kind of like my most authentic self right now and that's cool uh, and it's because mm-hmm. I took a step back and you know got curious about how how I might change things that are within my control mm-hmm. and that's that's not nothing <laughs> you can speak for me on that one too because okay. <laughs> I look back on some big events that happened in 2021 that I definitely would not have chosen for myself. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of growth happens in those very big shifts. And I also am, I like literally two weeks ago, I was feeling like quite in the thick of it. And so I also don't want to try and make it seem like I've somehow come to some positive landscape where things are shiny now. not linear. (laughs) No. But yes, I think lots of learning and also, you know, just like we were talking about with complex things, there was good moments and tough moments. And I think reflecting on them is valuable so that we can move forward with just sort of an awareness of where we're at and where we'd like to to go this year. I think we said this in our last New Year episode too, (laughs) is that if last year was just hard for you, that's okay too. You don't have to have had any revelations. If you just got through it, then hell yeah, you did a great job. Sometimes silver linings, not helpful. And also, if you had the best goddamn year of your life, then we see you and that's fantastic and we're rooting for you. Yay, everybody. <laughs> You're all doing great. We did it. We're back. Oh we're Woo. maybe better a little. I don't know. <laughs> we'll Whatever have to that find means. out. <laughs> and we're really excited and grateful that some of you are still hanging out here. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye. Okay. Fact check time, Kyla. All right, let's do this. (laughs) First fact check in a while. There weren't a lot of facts in this episode because it's so brief. We're so speedy. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I wanted to elaborate on a few things. So first things first, get the important stuff out of the way. 
I talk about the movie Inside Out. <laughs> and I sort of give a brief depiction of what that movie's about, but I was like, I don't think I did a good enough job. And so I found okay. a blurb <laughs> okay. on what it's about, okay? Great, amazing. So it says, Inside Out reminds us to embrace the wholeness of ourselves, give ourselves permission to not be okay, and that we have to give those around us a chance to work through their own emotional realizations. It's not about trying to avoid uncomfortable feelings, but rather go towards them to get honest with ourselves and grow. Wow. Hell yeah. Wow. See how they did such a better job than I did? <laughs> it's great. So that's an absolute banger of a movie. Definitely check it out. <laughs> the sponsored. other good one is, Yes. Can you imagine being sponsored by Pixar? <laughs> the other good one is Soul. Have you seen Soul? Oh, yeah. Soul's good. I think it made oh. me cry. Yeah, they all I do. cry a lot, apparently. <laughs> Not you. I mean, in general, they all do. <laughs> yes, everything makes you cry. Just okay. So the other thing we talked about was walking. And we talked about Andrew oh, yeah. Huberman briefly. Dr. Andrew Huberman. So I briefly mentioned so badly about how our <laughs> eyes move from left to right and it calms us down. So I got some facts. So okay. Dr. Andrew Huberman, so he was on an episode of Armchair Expert, but he also has his own podcast where he talks about tons of different stuff. But he does specialize in vision and stress research. And so mm -hmm. when we step forward and we're walking, our eyes move laterally back and forth, I guess, side to side to help guide you through space so that you don't like fall or go the right. wrong way. And this act of stepping forward or moving moving forward essentially and this the fact that it's paired with these lateral eye movements helps with our stress response because it actually suppresses activity in our amygdala which is the fear center or like alarm center of the brain and it signals to the reward areas of your brain to release dopamine so it's like your brain is actually rewarding you for sort of confronting stress in an adaptive way and so because your body thinks you're like moving away from something, it's like shutting down that stress feature and increasing some dopamine. And so it actually does calm you down. And then we had touched briefly on the eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. That's oh what God. EMDR stands for. We tripped on it a bit. <laughs> So essentially what it is, is it plays off of this like eye movement theory. And so when you're when they do EMDR, someone is seated and their eyes are moving side to side and it's like a very deliberate motion and their eyes are open and they're recounting a traumatic event typically. And these eye movements shut down the amygdala, which is your fear station. And then by doing that, people are able to like better speak about something that's happened to them that maybe mm. typically they wouldn't be able to because it would, you know, create such a fear response. So when you're when you are walking, your eyes naturally generate these movements side to side and they're called slip compensating eye movements. And so it's essentially to stabilize the image in your eyes so that it's not blurry while you're moving. And because they're sort of like associated with threat confrontation and walking away from it, that's why it's shutting down the fear center. And so 
Dr. Huberman says there's definitely a scientific basis for EMDR, but that it typically works best for people who have like a single incident trauma. So mm-hmm. like a specific event versus like maybe a childhood of mm-hmm. extended of extended yeah. trauma. Yes. It's mostly yeah. for like, you know, these these incidents so that people can recall them. Right. Like a car crash or something. Yeah, exactly. But he also talks about how if you're feeling super overwhelmed by stress, you can actually utilize this if it helps you. And so say you're like about to do a big speech or something or you're (laughs) whatever it is, you can actually move your eyes side to side for about 30 seconds and it can help. Interesting. Or you can take a walk, which is another great thing to do because it can help people feel calmer as well. And so that's sort of the magic behind walking and why it makes us more calm and why it's important. Awesome. And also what the heck EMDR is. So we're pro walking for sure. Yeah. And then the the other thing (laughs) that we mentioned, (laughs) you mentioned, was dialectical behavior therapy. And so I just wanted to touch on that briefly. But essentially, dialectical means the existence of opposites. So in DBT, people are taught these two strategies that are seemingly opposite. So one of them being acceptance so that your experiences and your behaviors and your emotions are valid. And you're taught a strategy of change, which is all of that is true. And you still have to make positive changes in order to manage emotions and move forward. Mm -hmm. And DBT is like an evidence-based therapy. It's a version of cognitive behavioral therapy. So it exists under that umbrella. But I just wanted to give sort of like a brief overview because I didn't know either. And CBT is very popular right now. And so I'm sure it's so hot right now. (laughs) It is hot right now. It's all (laughs) over the place. Yeah. But I just thought that was interesting about like why it's called that and sort of what the, and there are some different components of it, but I think it can really depend on like who you're working with and what you're dealing with and all of that. But uh, I, sounds interesting to me. Yeah. It's very cool. It's like super helpful for, uh, yeah, like managing big emotions and people with certain diagnoses. It's like the gold standard for, I think like, I won't get into it, but maybe we'll talk about it more sometime. It's really cool. Don't, don't you dare t- say anything. I know. Right I'm now, like, I don't want to like make you fact check more. <laughs> and this is our I'll second fact check of our 20 minute episode. <laughs> Just keeps going forever. <laughs> and those were all my facts. Oh, great. That was great. I feel like I learned more. There you go. I actually learned more too. I went back and listened to the Andrew Huberman, Andrew Huberman <laughs> episode because I remembered it, but obviously didn't remember it very well. And I'm like keen to start walking away from everything now. I'm just <laughs> you'll try and reach me and I'll be out there walking. Like Eyes why don't just we just going. do this constantly? Yeah. <laughs> Kyla's having a conversation with me. My eyes are just going side to side. <laughs> You're <She's> stressing <laughs> me out. <laughs> but yeah, some, some key tactics there for sure. Great. Okay. Well, bye. <laughs> bye.